You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Yeah, welcome again to our broadcast. And uh, Taking Territories is coming to you live right here uh, from Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, we're going to continue with our teaching that we started last week. We're talking about the essential services of the church. And uh, even at this time, with the pandemic, um, we know that different governments have different um, um, services that have been categorized as essential. Uh, movements have been restricted, and um, there are certain services that are allowed. Uh, people that are working in those areas are allowed to move around, and they have been categorized and called essential. So I'm here to tell you um, that the church is an essential service. God sees the church as essential. Um, the church is the only institution on the earth that is authorized by God to represent him on the earth. And so um, let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, from verse 18, you find out there that Jesus, uh, prior to this, Jesus was speaking to the disciples and um, he asked them, who do men say that I am? Now, in Matthew 16, people, they were giving him different things. People said, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Elijah, some say you are Jeremiah, some say you are one of the prophets. Then he turns to his disciples and he says to them, who do you say that I am? And uh, Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says, you are Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus was so impressed by that, he says, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And then, <clears throat> and then he says, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. There and then, Jesus released the keys of the kingdom uh, to Peter and he, he gave him the power to bind and to lose. And we know later on in Matthew 18, he, he also gave the disciples power to bind and lose as well. So as the church, we have the power. We have the power to bind and to lose. Whatever we bind on earth, heaven will recognize and heaven is going to bind. Whatever we lose on earth, heaven is going to lose as well. There's no, other, there's no other institution on the earth that has that kind of power. So the church is more powerful than we think. And I'm aware of the fact that uh, there is a lot of, there's a lot going on. People have saying all kinds of things about the church and how irrelevant it is in society. But I want you to know that God does not share that opinion. Um, the body of Christ, Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. There's no other institution that can withstand the gates of hell apart from the church. In the entire um, earth, there is none, there is nobody, there is no entity that can withstand the hordes of hell. But the church has the inbuilt capacity to withstand 
the, 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 the hordes of hell. Okay, so uh, uh, we see this pandemic and it's, it's, it's spreading, it's spreading this invisible enemy that is taking lives, thousands of people dying on a daily basis. Um, somebody has to be able to stand and speak to that situation and that's where the church comes in. So our role, uh, we are essential in the sense that we have the spiritual power. We have the spiritual power to resist every um, uh, move of hell against humanity. I'm reminded years ago about this. Uh, there was a hurricane that was coming uh, one of, uh, on, on the coast of America. And this man, this man of God stood there and he pointed at this hurricane and spoke to it and said, In the name of Jesus, I command you to go back. And do you know that the hurricane actually changed direction? Nobody else has that kind of power. We have that kind of power. So in times like this, this is the time for the church to now begin to wake up from its slumber and begin to exercise the authority that Jesus has invested in her. Jesus has invested so much in the church. He says all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You know, And then he says, now go and, and make disciples of all nations. He's, he he, he got the authority from heaven and on earth. The Father gave it to him and he gave it to us. So we can use it. And there will be times that there's need for spiritual power to come into play. And that's where the church comes in. Alright, so uh, don't, don't make the mistake of thinking that you don't have what it takes to change the cause of affairs on the earth. Historically, the church has been very, very powerful in the past. And I know there are moments in history where the church went dead, more or less. Um, but even in that state, God was still moving behind the scenes. Now we have come to a time in history that God is redefining things. And even this pandemic is turning and changing things. I want you to know that in the midst of all of this, God is also working. God is working. So, um, uh, Jesus made a statement. He made a statement in, uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 5. And let me read it. In Matthew chapter 5, he, um, he makes a statement here uh, concerning the church. All right? Uh, in verse 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled on the foot. So one of the things that Jesus is telling us here that we are the salt of the earth. He's talking about you and I as the church. Salt is vital. Salt is very important in um, in the human body, salt is very important. And Jesus is saying that that's how we are. How important salt is to the body of man. That's how important the church is. That is how essential the church is to the world. 
Yes. So the salt, salt in the human body, uh, in the human body, salt, that's where we get salt, sodium and, and chloride. And, and sodium is very, very important in the, in the human body. Salt is very, very important. Without salt, you will die. If the salt is too much, you will die. If it's too little, you will die. So your organs, especially the kidney, is given by God to regulate the salt and to help the body. You know, it helps your nerves, it helps your muscles to function properly. It helps to regulate the body fluids. That is how important salt is. And even in those days, uh, biblical times, salt was used for preservation. It was used as a preservative. And so, being the salt of the earth means that we are so important. We are so essential. We are so essential in the earth. More than we even think. Because if you take the church out of the earth, my goodness, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to look good. Why? Because God has put us here and just our presence is regulating some, the flow of evil. Because the church is all over the earth, people are praying, people are worshipping God. When they worship God, you know, the praises go up. God comes down, he inhabits the praises of his people. When the church worships God and God comes down, enemy, the enemy is restricted. The enemy doesn't have the freedom he would like to have to do the kind of damage he would do. He would like to do because of the church. So our presence is preserving society. It's preserving society. Irrespective of what some people think, I'm telling you that we are very essential to the sustenance and to maintaining um, uh, society. So salt is important. Why would Jesus use the word salt if it's not that important? Why would he use that to describe, to describe the church? Think about that for a moment. So we are very, very essential. Wherever you are, as the body of Christ today, I want you to look at yourself and tell yourself, I'm essential, I'm part of the body of Christ, and I'm the salt of this community. Wherever you are, whatever community, even in your home, you might be the only Christian in that home. I'm telling you, you are the salt of that home. You are the salt of that community. You are the salt of that nation. You are the salt of that city. We are the salt of the earth. Very, very important. Have you ever tried to eat food without salt? Oh, it doesn't taste nice, you know? And you see, salt is, is one important ingredient that is able to mix with everything else in the pot. And it is not visible, but its presence is felt. There are other things. You put tomatoes, you can see it. You put, uh, uh, you put fish, you can see it. You put, uh, you put chilies, you can see it. But when you put salt, it doesn't show but the effect is felt. So sometimes it might appear as though we are not, uh, we are not visible enough. It might appear as though we are not visible enough, but I want you to know that we 
are very much relevant. And we don't need to. We don't need to compromise our message in order to be relevant. No. Just by being here, we are relevant. So we are essential. That's just it. It's not just being relevant. We are essential. The church is an essential entity of society. So um, it's important that we, we, we understand that. Because when you understand that, you, you, you walk with a different mentality. You walk with a different mentality where you are. You know that I pray, I pray for my community, I pray for my street, all those around me. Why? Because I am there, I believe that my being there brings some favor to that community. Yes. Why? Because the, 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 the forces of heaven angels of God, the presence of God that moves with me, you know, overshadows that whole area. And so I pray for my neighbors. I pray for everyone around me. Yes. Why? For being there. They should enjoy some benefit. So as, as the church, let us expect people around us to benefit by us being there. So that when we are not there, they will recognize that we are not there. All right. So that's about salt. But look at what else Jesus says in, um, in the next verse. He says, you are the light of the world. Now, salt is important to sustaining the human body. The human body cannot survive without salt. But guess what? The next, uh, um, the next metaphor that Jesus uses is light. He says, you are the light of the world. And he says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Then he now says, let your light so shine before men that they may glorify, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So the next thing Jesus says is, you are the light of the world. So not only are we the salt of the earth, we are also the light of the world. Salt and light, those are two important things that are needed for life on the earth. <laughs> the human body cannot survive without salt. And guess what? The earth cannot survive without light. Imagine, just think about natural light. We need natural light. We get vitamin D from natural light. And I realized something, living in, in, living in, having lived in uh, some parts of the world where they, there's limited um, sunshine. And what you will discover in those places is that when it is winter time, and there are, there are months, months for months, people don't see the sun you see that depression seems to rise. It seems to rise during those times. But when the sun comes out, oh my goodness, everybody's excited. You know, people, you see the mood changes. People, people, begin, to, people begin to celebrate. People are walking. They are happy. They're smiling and all of that just because the sun came out. And that's to tell you how important light is. Because the sun brings natural light. And 
And you know what? Jesus says that we are the light of the world. So we are the ones that bring hope to the world. We are the ones just by being here. We bring hope to the world. We bring hope to the world. If there is no light, guess what? You, 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 you struggle to find direction when it's dark. So our presence, by being here, people should be able to see the way to God. They should know the way to God. So light is essential. As the body of Christ, we are also essential. We bring light. Salt and light. Vital for life on the earth. The earth cannot survive without light. Imagine if there's no sun, no photosynthesis, no, no food. We can't eat. Nothing will grow. Nothing. Nothing will happen. So light is important. Light is important. Isn't it in, 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 interesting that in Genesis chapter 1, before God could start making things, you know, the Bible says in verse 1 of Genesis chapter 1, God made the heavens and the earth. And then verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then what happened? It says the Spirit of God was moving over the waters. Then God now said, let there be light. So the first thing God did was to release light and speak light into the situation. Before God will do anything, there has to be light. So before God is going to move on the earth, he has to wake the church. He has to, he has to stir up the church so that the light of the church is now visible. And I believe that this is um, what is going on now is bringing the church to a place of visibility. It's bringing us a place of visibility where people will begin to glorify God when they see our good works. That's what Jesus said. They begin to glorify God. They begin to get attracted to God. These are essential qualities that God has invested in you and I. So it's important for us. It's important for us to always see ourselves as essential. Even if the government doesn't see us that way, we need to see ourselves that way. Why? <laughs> because we need to know what we carry. Know what you carry. You carry the life of God. You carry the life of God. You are the representative of God. And you have the power to, to um, withstand, resist the hordes of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Jesus said, I'm building my church. It, now, Jesus is the one that is building the church. He is the one that is building the church. And he says, nothing, the, no hell, no power of hell is going to prevail. And if you look back in history, every time there was a move against the church, the church grew. The church thrives more when there is opposition, when there is resistance. So lockdown <laughs> doesn't mean that the church has been locked down. No. Unless you don't understand the church. The church is alive and well. The church is alive and well. And Jesus, Jesus is behind the scenes building his church. He's ensuring that this salt is going to be so effective. He's ensuring that this light is going to be so strong. 
is ensuring that this body of people are going to make such a great difference on the earth. So, you and I, we are essential, the body of Christ. We're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be back, and I'll continue, I'll continue with this. And I believe that God is going to do something, release something. There's an anointing. I sense an anointing in this place. God is going to release it into your life. Amen. Welcome back. Yes, we're talking about the essential service of the church. This essential services of the church. Um, the body of Christ, the church of God, the ecclesia of Christ is essential to life on the earth. It's essential to every community. As a matter of fact, wherever a church is planted, uh, wherever a church is planted, that church is supposed, is supposed to release life to that community. That church is supposed to release the light of God. Not only life, light, it's also supposed to function as salt in that community. Alright, so <clears throat> hell should, should be uh, it should begin to struggle to advance wherever the church is. Ideally, that's how it should be. Okay, so um, we, are, we are looking at this and I want us to understand that Jesus meant what he said when he said, I am building my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. In, the, in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter, chapter 3 verse 10, Paul makes a statement there. He says, to the intent that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places through the church. So through the church, the church is the entity, is the only entity on the earth today that can demonstrate and manifest the manifold wisdom of God to the ruling powers, the ruling powers, the principalities and the powers that rule the earth today. Uh, the church is the only institution, is the only entity, the church is the only body that is able to show them, to manifest the wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God. And I'm telling you, that is an essential role. That is an essential role to play. No other, no, there's no other group, there's no other body, there's no other entity that has that kind of mandate upon them. But we as the church of God, we have that. Isn't that amazing? So, in other words, you go to anywhere on the earth, the principalities and the powers, the Bible says that the church has what it takes to demonstrate, to manifest, and to make known the wisdom of God. That means there is a level of wisdom that is in the church that the principalities and powers of this world have not known. Remember, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Alright? So, the church is powerful. Make no mistake about that. 
Oh, pastor, well, if the church is powerful, how come this is happening? Or how come this is not happening? That does not change what Jesus said. It's just that the church is a sleeping giant that needs to wake up. That's all. So, yeah, we, when we talk about the essential services of the church, one of the things you think about, especially if you look at the, you know, we have the institutional church. The institutional church, the church as an institution, uh, is the church that does a lot of weddings. A lot of weddings are performed by the church, but that is a role that can also be played by the state. It's a role that can be played by many other groups, okay? So, um, weddings is, is not exclusive to the church, although it is, in, in depending on where you are, that is an essential role that the church is playing. The church also plays a role in funerals. Like now, in this lockdown, people are dying. And guess what? They will call the church to come and bury the people. All right, so that is an essential service. And then the church is also involved in relief, you know, um, and historically there's, there, there are just many examples of that. The church is also involved in relief and taking food, giving, providing food to the needy and all of that. These are things that the church is doing. All right, so the, the church is, it's a vital part of society, wherever the church is. Very important. So that's, that's a, as an institution. The church is, is, is busy there. Even today, you know, many of us are involved in one form of charitable deed or the other. All because of the love of Christ in our hearts. Jesus, that's why Jesus said, let your light so shine before men, so that men will, will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So, the church is relevant there and is essential in that, in that sense. Many governments have got packages for, 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 for the masses and all of that, but do you know that the government doesn't have and many governments don't have a good enough system, especially in Africa, a good enough system to distribute the things they want to give. So sometimes they would ride on the back of the church because the church has um, access to the grassroots, you see. So in that sense, we are essential. But then, but the church is not just an institution the church is also an organism all right so the institutional church that's where you see there's the building and all of that and so because of the lockdown some people think oh the church has ceased to exist no the church is more than just an organization it is an organism it is an organism so as an organism the church is everywhere it is everywhere. Do you know? Do you know that even all the essential services, like the doctors, the nurses, um, the the police, uh, the military, and uh, all the nurses, health workers, and and all the other essential services, 
when you go and check them, all of them, the church is there. So when you go to the hospitals, the church is there. How? Through the doctor who is from the church. Through the nurse who is from the church. Yes. Or even the delivery guys who are delivering um, essential goods and all of that. They are also part of the church. So you see that the church is really essential. There's no way you can say that the church is not essential. The church is essential. It's everywhere. We are everywhere. Hallelujah. Amazing. So um, God has given us the power. So we have spiritual power, but then we have also um, um, social influence. Yes, there are different aspects. Three, three major things that the church um, is able to do. Okay, number one is that the, the, the church has social influence. Uh, sorry, spiritual influence, spiritual power. So it's able to exercise that power in society. We're able to exercise that power. And then not only that, the church has social influence if you like yeah yes social influence so we're there socially we're able to do things touch lives help people counsel people you know help people out of their depression you know we pray for them and all of that these are essential services because some people if the church is not there there will be more suicides i'm telling you there'll be more suicides a lot of a lot of times we get calls there's domestic violence there is this going on there's this situation and then the church has to step in there so we have got to understand that we are essential so not only spiritual not only social but guess what god has given us the ability to transform our societies so the church has transformational power as well power to transform to transform communities to transform nations it's just that the power needs to be released yes so that's why Jesus sent us to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, Jesus is build, busy building his church. As we do that, Jesus is busy, you know, infusing some life, some power into the church. And that, through that, many, many lives will be changed. Many communities. We're going to see communities change. You know, in there, there, is, there are some nations where the church is so restricted, they are not allowed to gather together as an institution. So guess what? Okay, fine, we can gather together as an institution, but we can continue to operate as an organism in the society. And so we have to, there are nations where, although they try to stop the church, the more they try to stop the church, the more the church grows. That's the power of God in the church. It's like the Israelites those days in Egypt. The Bible says the more they persecuted them, the more they grew. And that's, that's how it is with the church. That's how it is with the church. The church is essential and we are going to witness the power of God in the body of Christ 
in this end time, the church, the sleeping giant is going to wake up. And we're going to bring hope to the masses. We're going to bring life. We're going to bring power. We're going to bring transformation. I remember reading, studying about different revivals and so on. The days of people like, um, um, uh, what's his name again? Um, uh, in, in Scotland there was a revival and we saw there um, Jonathan Edwards. Yes, Jonathan Edwards during the revival there, guess what? Even the horses noticed the difference. Because their masters that were used to swearing at them all of a sudden change. And the horses have to be taught how to now listen <laughs> to normal language without swearing. Okay. Yes. So we see in the, during the time of people like John G. Lake, you know, the move of God was so great. And we see that the that communities were changed, were transformed through the power that those guys released as the church. There have been moves of God even in, in, in nations like Nigeria with uh, Joseph Babalola who God used to transform and change the landscape of that region. That's the kind of power the church has. Yes. So, we have different cases. Look at a man like John Wesley. God used him tremendously to bring about transformation in the whole of England. That is an essential, that is an essential service to humanity. And through his influence, through his influence, one of his disciples, William Wilberforce, was able to stop the slave trade. It's an essential service. John, uh, I mean, yes, uh, I can name different people. I don't, I, I, I believe that this is our time. This is our time as the body of Christ to begin to focus on how we can bring change. We are essential, but not as defined by the government, but as defined by heaven. What is essential? What is lacking in society right now? What is lacking in our communities? That's all we should be going to God for. And we now ask for that power to be released so that we can make a difference. I remember reading about people like Charles Finney. Charles Finney will go into a place, go into a community and, you know, to preach. And when he gets there, 80% of the town will get saved. And what happens? Policemen become idle because no more criminals. That's transformation. That's the power that can transform society. We need to begin to believe God for that kind of power to be released upon us. So as the church, we are essential. We are essential. And don't allow anybody to put you in the corner. You need to, if you're going to go to the corner, it should be in the corner for you to face and contact heaven and come down with some power that will change that place. That's what we want. It's not just the time to make good speeches. This is the time to manifest 
the glory of God. Jesus wants us to manifest the glory of God so that people can give glory to God. People can now begin to come. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. It's time for us. People, I want you to know that as a church, we have an essential role to play. And let this time, let this time be a time that we begin to look back into those scriptures and also look inward and begin to say, Lord God, what can we do? What can we bring to the table? Because if the church, where you are right now, if, 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 if you are taken out of that community, are people going to miss you? Or will people even notice that you are not there anymore? They should be able to notice that. Oh, the people that used to bring hope, the people that used to bring life, the people that used to, used, used to um, help so many people are no more here. That's, that's the role we're supposed to be playing. Let's manifest the love of God. Let's manifest the life of God. Let's manifest the power of God. Let's manifest the glory of God. And let's manifest the kingdom of God. Yes. Essential. It is essential for us as the body of Christ to reveal God to our generation. So, I want to pray. I want to pray for somebody that is watching right now. You know, you're praying and you want to, you don't know Jesus. You want to receive Jesus into your heart. I just want you to say this after me. I'll pray for you. And you can, you can write us, make, uh, you can write us and then we're going to uh, be in touch with you and we'll give you um, the next steps that you should take. But if you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this after me. Say, dear God, Repeat it after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I open my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Wash away my sins. Forgive me. Give me a new heart. Help me to love what you love. And to hate what you hate. Thank you Lord. Amen. Alright. God bless you. We're here again next week. Please tell people about this channel. Tell people. And uh, share this. Share this with other people. And uh, God bless you. And if you want to support our ministry. We have our details. We'll put our details out there. And you can support us. If you're in South Africa. We have a snap scan option as well. And uh, you can, you can uh, use that to, to support the work of God. All right. So thank you so much for watching. God bless you real good. Remember, you are essential to God's activity, to God's program in your generation. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papatal. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.